this is the Catalyst Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 6, Episode 4, Cultivating a Global Mindset, Croatia. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Catalyst Podcast. So welcome to Episode 4, where we've been looking at different countries this season and how my travels and the things that I've learned can hopefully help you to cultivate what we're calling a global mindset, that awareness of other countries, other people, other ways of doing things, and how that can help you to keep your vision big and interested in all sorts of different exciting things. So I'd like to say a massive thank you, as always, to our sponsor. Our sponsor are the Masterclass Sessions. If you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself on the next Masterclass Session, and it's gonna be me. So it's Thursday the 20th of April, and I'm doing a masterclass on my latest book, Loving Leadership, and the leadership framework of six elements that I've created to help you to grow as a leader. And it's all about how you can supercharge your business and your life and lead using the greatest force in the world. So if you want to spend some time with me live or you want to watch the recordings, um, click on the link in the show notes and you can book yourself on. And also, if you send a quick email to michael at cataholos.co.uk or comment on social media with something you enjoy from the podcast, what you're liking the most about it, you'll be entered into a draw and you have the chance of winning a whole year subscription to all of the masterclass sessions and all of the recordings completely free. So click on the link in the show notes if you'd like that to be you. And if you want to get a new a copy of my new book, Loving Leadership, you can click on the link in the show notes there. So I went to Croatia about three years ago, three and a half years ago. I had an amazing time. It's a Mediterranean country, absolutely amazing weather. I didn't realize how close to Italy it is. And I learned some lessons while I was there and I reflected a lot. And I've got three lessons that I'd like to share with you today. But before we get into that, I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about something that it's Croatia definitely helped me to understand. And it's that if you're wanting to go on holiday, if you're wanting to take trips, especially if you run a business or if you're a leader, I've realized over, you know, going to about eight to 10 different countries on my own now, that um, there's different types of holiday. So for example, are you going for a cultural holiday? Are you going to take part in an event or go see a place and you're going to really try and engage with the culture, the food, the history, the art, the people? Or are you wanting to go to a country to rest and recover? Doesn't partic- You don't particularly mind where, it's more just about getting some rest and relaxation, recovery, and maybe getting some sun. Because I'd argue that that's a really important distinction to make when choosing where you're going. Just like if you're in a business, do you want a lifestyle business? It creates a lifestyle you want. Or do you want a high growth business where you're trying to take over the world? Both are good. But if you don't make that distinction which one you want, you can end up getting neither. And I found this after going to several countries on my own, I realized it kind of fell into two categories. Sometimes I like to go for a trip and some adventure and culture. And then sometimes I just need to go and relax. So this second one is exactly what Croatia was all about. But interestingly, it wasn't just sitting around doing nothing, which I'm going to come into now. So that's, by the time I got to Croatia, that was the thing that I've I'd really started to learn about my travels. And it's something I hope can help you is, are you going for some culture? So like when in episode one of this season, I talked about Iceland, that was a cultural holiday. I wanted to recover and enjoy myself, but I was there to experience the culture equally with Egypt. With this one in Croatia, I was very tired at the time. And I remember saying, I just need some rest, I need some sun. And I try and go now on one cultural holiday a year, but also one rest and recovery holiday a year. So Iceland this year was culture, 
and I'll be going to Spain later in this year, and that's rest and recovery. So the first lesson that I'd suggest that you always think about, especially if you're running a business, is to think about rest and recovery. And when I went to Croatia, I, I it was the first time where I'd really experienced this. Now, I'll give you a bit of background. At the time I was training uh, for a sprint triathlon. So it's a shorter version of a triathlon. A triathlon means you run, you cycle and you swim. And I was doing it for uh, the East Lanks Hospice, fantastic organisation near where I live that give palliative care in a very high quality way to people who are dying. And so I wanted to raise money for it. And I'd done marathons and ultramarathons, but I'd never done a sprint triathlon. And now if you ask anybody if you've done a triathlon, most people have two things they're really good at. Now me, I liked running and I was pretty good at swimming. I was rubbish and still am pretty rubbish at cycling. (laughs) And so I had to work really hard on that. And I managed to sprint triathlon, I managed to achieve it and do it, but it wasn't easy. The point is, when I went on holiday to Croatia, that fell, I think it was like a week or two before the actual sprint triathlon. Now, if you think about what I've just been saying before about if you were to go to somewhere and just rest and relax, and eat whatever you want and lie around, that's great. But if I'd have done that just before the actual event when I went to Croatia, that could have derailed and ruined all of my training. And so what did I do? While I was there, I still trained. I trained as if I was at home. So I went on runs, I went swimming, and I went to the gym. I didn't. Ch- I chose not to do some cycling. Um, but I, it was the first holiday where I'd still trained and eaten a, a bit more of what I wanted, really. I had quite a lot of donuts. <laughs> but I carried on training as if I was still at home. So that's the first lesson that I learned. If you're a leader, if you're in business, it's essential that you find your best way to rest and recover. So for some people, they do like to go on holiday and be super active all the time, and that really re-energizes them. And they go, they come back and they feel great. Other people, they think, I can't think of anything worse. I'm always on the go all the time. My team need me. I just want to switch off, read a book, sit by the pool. So that's the first lesson that I've learned. I'd learned by that point was that I knew just by having some sun and being away and eating some different food, I'd still be resting and re- recovering. But I knew I could still be active. I didn't need to sit there and kind of do nothing. I'd always struggle with that sunbathing. I like the sun, but I, I don't particularly like to just sit around and do nothing. But sometimes I need to, you know, so it's getting that balance. So that's the first lesson. Make sure that you know what works best for you. So say you've got a holiday coming up or you want to book a holiday for this year. What it, what kind of holiday do you want? Do you want a cultural experience? Do you want to just sit by a pool and do nothing? Do you want a bit of both? Very, very important because a lot of my clients, when they go away on holiday and they come back, if they've not kind of done the prep work to focus on what they want and also how they're going to be while they're out there, they come back and I say, how are you? And they say, I'm worse than when I went before because I went away and I was thinking about work. I don't want that to be you. I want you to be able to go away and go, right, yeah, I know exactly why I'm here. I'm here for these reasons, etc. So for me, for example, when I went to Iceland, which you learn about in episode one, no social media, no email, nothing like that. Complete break from that. Same with pretty much every holiday I've ever been on. I'm not there to do that. I can wait until I come back. And that, for me, is a big part of the mental rest and reset that I get. So that's the first lesson. Make sure you know how to rest and recover properly. If you go back to season two, I did a whole episode on how you can rest and recover in the way that suits you. Okay. The second thing, and this is a lovely thing that I've experienced in several places, but it definitely came to the, the front of my mind when I was in Croatia, was the interdependence and like an interdependent harmony between countries, between people, can 
be achieved on a very practical level. So what's interdependence? So independence is when you do things on your own. Dependence is when you need somebody else. Interdependence is when you realise we all kind of need each other and we all kind of need to work together. And if you're sat there going, oh, no, I'm highly independent. Well, I'm pretty sure that when you flush your toilet, you don't take away that mess. (laughs) Or you didn't create the internet or you didn't grow the food that you eat might have done to an extent, but we all need to rely on other people and services and products to work together to create ecosystems and value, right? So it's all well and good talking about that as a concept and you see some politicians achieving that really well, some not so much. Some companies and some teams achieving that really well, some not so much. But I saw it on a very real practical level, just in front of my eyes, every single afternoon and evening when I was in Croatia. So the way that a lot of these resorts work is they share a coastline. So they'll be right by the beach or right by the coast in the case of Croatia. And all of the hotels, maybe like five or six of them, all of their gardens at the back would have like an open door and they just you can just walk out onto the beach and so you could technically walk into the garden of another hotel and they all kind of overlap it wasn't fixed with walls and barriers and so everybody would kind of like emerge into this communal area and it was beautiful they had so many cool things they had e-scooters that you could just rent out they had food there was cafes there was shops people were drinking some people were drinking alcohol some people were not some people were swimming and uh, in the sea but what i noticed about it was Nobody was kind of running it. There was no police involved. There were no managers. It was this communal thing. Some, we, you know, some people were from the same hotel. Some were from different. Some were locals. Some were tourists like me. But it all just kind of worked. If somebody wanted to go to a cafe for a bit, they go for a cafe to a cafe for a bit. Or if they wanted to rent an e-scooter, they just scan the phone or put the money in, and it worked. And if they wanted a little spot to sit down and eat something for a bit, they would do. There was no rubbish. I didn't see anybody having a fight or raise their voice or get really aggressive. And I I was there in the evening as well as at night, sorry, as well as in the afternoon. And it just kind of worked. Now I'm from the UK, right? And in some places in the UK, things work really well. In other places, (laughs) you go on a night out, you have to be pretty much on your guard because people, especially when they've been drinking alcohol, you know, some people can, let's just say they want to have an experience (laughs) and you want to stay away from those people. But I didn't find that at all. It was really relaxed, it was very calm, and it just flowed. It absolutely flowed. Sometimes it was really busy, sometimes it was more calm. If people had to queue, they queued. Nobody told me that. Nobody said, this is the communal area, this is how you do it, you have to obey these rules, make sure you don't do this. Nobody. I didn't even know that it was going to be a part of the hotel. And sometimes when you go to different countries, like, say, Italy, they have private beaches, right? And you have to pay or be part of this. It's owned by, you know, an area. But not with this, it was totally communal. And so that interdependent harmony, there were people, there were loads of German people there, English people there, Italian, French, Croatian, American, all sorts of people. And there was just this very kind of relaxed kind of like, yeah, let's just, this is what what we're doing, no big deal. Isn't that lovely? I loved that. It wasn't a talking thing, it was just a very practical thing. Very, very practical. And so that interdependence was just kind of going on, people buying things, people shopping, whatever. Very harmonious, no shouting, no fighting, nothing. It just worked. And I reflected on that a lot and I thought about it and I thought, why did it work? Well, hopefully everybody was there for the right reasons, there to have a good time. They also had some really good resources. It was very simple, it was quite straightforward. It was obvious what to do if you wanted to get a coffee or rent a scooter or go in the sea. 
There wasn't any severe time limits or restrictions placed on it. The people that were there hopefully were good people. So it's not any kind of one thing, but it was just lovely. It was just a lovely experience to have. And I've since seen it in other countries. And I think, you know, it's, it's very much to the hotel's credit that they set it up like that. It wasn't this hotel have this area and this hotel have this area. They kind of just created this space they built into the coastline. And obviously it worked because it was working every night. It wasn't just a one-off. So that was the second thing, that this kind of interdependent harmony, this working together, you can actually get it. And I've seen it many times since. The third thing which it taught me, which is a really interesting one, and it kind of builds on what I was saying last time about Romania saying, you know, um, take advantage of the opportunities, is to recognise them and take advantage of what's available but what's not. And to understand the kind of the um, the difference between that, because if you're running a business, if you're leading a team, there's always opportunities available to you, but not everything. You're not going to get everything in any one place. So, for example, if you go to the desert, you're going to get sun, but you're not necessarily going to get snow. You know, if you go to the beach, you're going to get the beach, but you're not necessarily going to get the forest. Right? You get the idea. So, I'll give you an example in Croatia, along the coastline, absolutely gorgeous. They have pine trees, which I thought was really unique. But they don't have, at least not in the area where I was. They didn't have sandy beaches. It was more pebbly beaches. And so if I'd have gone expecting sandy beaches, I'd have been disappointed. And if I had a very fixed, you know, sometimes we get a very fixed mindset, it has to be this way. This product, this service, this situation, this relationship has to be a certain way. have to have my sandy beach. And you don't get it. You're disappointed. But because I knew that wasn't on the cards, it was fine. And, uh, cause I, <laughs> and so when you're walking out into the sea to swim and it's awkward and there's rocks and you have to watch out you don't cut yourself, that's fine because you can also lounge in a tree. You can get out of the sea and just climb a hill and lounge in a tree overlooking the bay. So that's it was all about remaining what was available, open to what was available, but also knowing what wasn't. So no, there were no sandy beaches. It's not, you know, he's going to get things the way he wants it. But there were ladders that went down into the sea and I absolutely loved that. It was the first time I'd ever seen that. So you'd be walking along, you'd be going into the village, or even just walking on the coastline, and every few hundred feet, there were just ladders. And you could just go down the ladder and swim in the sea. Now, again, being from the UK, we don't have ladders going into the sea. We'd probably create a queue and seek somebody's permission <laughs> to do that. But there, it's just very much just like, yep, you can just do that. And the freedom that gave, so no sandy beach, but the freedom to just kind of go and swim anywhere at any point was amazing and I, I experienced that I went out into the village for lunch and again I was sat having this coffee and I can see it now as I'm tell, talking to you and I had this little coffee and read my book and then I looked over the wall of this area and there was just an area where you could just sunbathe and, and another little ladder into the sea so I had my food hopped over the wall sunbathed for a bit went in the sea came back out sunbathed for a bit longer I thought yep that'll do and then headed back so the freedom that that brought was amazing, especially if you're from the UK, you think, right, I'm going to go swimming, I'm going to go to the beach, and I'm going to do this. And this was very much just like, if you had the eyes to see it, there were all these things that were just available, you know. So when I was running and practicing my running and staying fit during the holiday, I wasn't aware of the ladders going down to the sea. Yeah, I was focused on the thing. But when I was kind of walking around a bit more aimlessly, I was like, oh, yeah, might go for a little swim. And I did that, by the way. I went along the coastline, I... I swam and then I went into this, I'd just walk around and I'd get in the sea and swim further and then they would take me to a new place. 
and then I just sit there for a bit and I went along for hours up and down this place. It was amazing. And again, a part of remaining open is something that I think we fall into a trap, which is not needing to ask permission. Nobody in the communal area needed to ask permission to go to the beach or go in the sea or to rent a scooter. You just did it. And I didn't need to ask permission to sunbathe or to go in the sea here. And I think that's something to just bear in mind. It's very easy to think, I've got access to this. Oh, but I can't do that because nobody's done that before and I need to just check that it's okay. Obviously, we don't want to go around hurting people. But sometimes we don't need to ask permission, especially if you're on our own. And that's what can be beautiful about a holiday, especially if you get a chance to go on your own. You don't need to always ask permission. You can just go off and get lost and do some stuff for a bit. you know. So remaining open to what's available, knowing no, not everything's going to be available to you. But look at the stuff that is. Really look. Really have a look around and say, no, we haven't got that, but we've got that, and we haven't got that, and we've got that. Another small, silly example is just being able to have my dinner outside under this massive tree. I'd eaten in this restaurant, and one night I thought, I'm going to just see what's out that door. I'm not going to go ask anybody's permission. I'm just going to go have a look. And there was this gorgeous tree, and it and its branches went really almost down to like head height. And it was massive. It must have been hundreds of years old. And I sat having my dinner under that tree, and I thought, oh, well, that's it. I'm coming out here for breakfast as well. And again, being able to eat outside breakfast and dinner, being from the UK, is a pretty novel thing. So you can see, it's just that having that curiosity and that bravery to just go and try a little something. Just go, I'm just going to go check this out and see what's happening. You can see how you could apply that to so many things. It's like with this podcast. I didn't ask anybody's permission. <laughs> just started doing it. Something to think about. So those are three things that... I learned through my time in Croatia, so it was a different kind of holiday. It wasn't a cultural holiday. Yes, I went, obviously, and looked around, and there's some gorgeous things that I learned from the people. But that wasn't the main reason I was there. I was there to go, right, I want to relax and enjoy myself, but I need to stay focused on this training. And it taught me that, yeah, you can. You can. There's not just one size fits all in terms of your holiday. You can rest and recover, but still stay active and figure out what that means to you. Then the second thing, obviously, that interdependence, that harmonious kind of practically, yeah, we can all get on well with this if we're just nice and calm and just flow with what's happening. And the third thing about remaining what was open to what was available, but also knowing that sometimes it's not always available. Um, You manage your expectations, so I didn't go expecting sandy beaches, but I did go expecting lovely seas and pine trees, and it didn't disappoint. It's absolutely gorgeous country, honestly. Absolutely, if you get the chance to go to Croatia, go for it. So I hope you've enjoyed that and it's been helpful, giving you a few lessons that I've learned that you can apply into your business, into your life. And maybe just try one of them out. Just think, you know, do you know how you rest and recover best? Do you need to maybe listen to that podcast episode from season two? Think about your next holiday, what what you're expecting from it. That interdependence, is that something you could explore? And just try something out, see what happens. But even if you don't, right, just know that right now, Just as you are, somebody loves you very, very much, okay? Take care, and speak soon. So I've got some brilliant random positive facts for you about Croatia. Did you know that it's got 1,246 little islands around it that you can sail in and out of? And if you like Game of Thrones, the city of King's Landing, that's actually the Croatian town of Dubrovnik, which I thought was amazing. Croatia actually enjoys 2,715 hours of sunlight every year, which is actually even more than Sydney, Australia.